Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Gouache Universe podcast. I'm your host, Gouache, that comic book artist that discusses comics, movies, science fiction, and pop culture news, all while changing the universe, one subject at a time. So I got a couple of things I want to talk about this week, um, some interesting things, and uh, one retro story I want to talk about. So stick around after this, and I will be right back. Okay, guys, so for the first topic of the day, I kind of want to take it back. That's right, I'm taking it all the way back on a topic that, uh, something that's intrigued me lately, something that's really kind of gotten my attention that I'm, I don't know, I'm just finding joy in it. But um, Terminator, Terminator 1 and Terminator 2, I just want to talk about the joy that I've discovered in these last couple of weeks and months. So, first of all, anybody out there, if you haven't seen Terminator 1 and Terminator 2 with Arnold Schwarzenegger, um, there's spoilers in this commentary. So, if you haven't seen them, stop this right now, go watch those movies, and then come back and listen to this uh, spoiler-filled, well, brief spoiler-filled commentary. So, again, if you haven't seen Terminator 1 and Terminator 2, or any of the Terminator films. This is a spoiler alert. So, you know, you know, part of the reason I'm saying this is because the joy that I'm finding, you know, in these films, all of these, this resurrected joy that I'm finding in these films, um, it has something to do with a spoiler, and uh, a pleasant kind of spoiler. But you know, uh, like I said, it's a retro story. So, um, so again, this is a spoiler alert. If you haven't seen Terminator One. Mostly Terminator 1 and Terminator 2. The other ones, eh, so-so. I mean, you know, Terminator 3 was was good, but, you know, it was watchable. Um, but mostly I'm going to be talking about uh, the events of Terminator 1 and Terminator 2. So if you haven't seen those two films, again, make sure you uh, pause this, go watch those films, and then come back and then listen to this, uh, this clip in this podcast. So I'm about to dive in. Now, the main thing that I wanted to talk about in regards to Terminator is something that I've found quite interesting and quite enjoyable to watch online. So I've been watching these uh, YouTube videos. Um, Occasionally, I I did a couple of YouTube uh, videos uh, doing reaction videos in the past. You know, that's how I kind of started in my uh, social media space or whatever, or online space you know doing reaction videos to the movie trailers or whatever um but you know now nowadays you know it's kind of gotten more advanced you know a lot of people are a lot of fans are doing like full-length you know films and and television shows reactions and things like that um i haven't quite started that yet but you know i've been thinking about you know doing that because there's some films that i haven't seen that i'm i'm almost certain that you know uh people out there might actually would love to see me you know react to um i won't say what those films are because you know i might get thrown thrown under the bus or something like that but uh (laughs) but um anyway um yeah so i've been watching these reaction videos and um i came across some reaction videos to terminator and terminator 2 judgment day 
Now, one of the joys of watching these two uh, films, you know, the watching fans react to these films because these are some of like my favorite science fiction action films of all time. Um, but there's a, a unexpected joy that even the director, James Cameron, even he didn't anticipate. In fact, I know he didn't anticipate it because um, the marketing at the time didn't dictate, uh, you know, uh, these reactions. It didn't justify the reactions that we're getting today. Um, but anyway, I'm just I'm kind of beating around the bush. But let me get to the point. So as I'm watching these reaction videos, so I watched the reaction video for Terminator 1. And in Terminator 1, of course, we all know for the fans who've all seen the uh, those films, you know, I'm talking to you. But like for the spoilers, like I said, if you haven't seen it, you know, just come back later. But in Terminator 1, of course, we all know that Arnold Schwarzenegger was the villain. Of course, he was the villain that's that was, you know, a part of his big break in Hollywood. You know, that's the the film that kind of set him, you know, put him on the map, you know, so to speak. You know, I'll be back and things like that. You know, his performance in that film was just so haunting, you know, for him to only have, you know, uh, a couple of lines in that film. But he was just so, you know, the way Cameron, uh, you know, utilized Schwarzenegger at that time was just... Just, just very scary you know he was very menacing and a great on-screen one of the best on-screen villains in cinema history you know um, and so I watched the reactions for those you know for that film and you know I, of course I stick around because you know I want to see those same fans react to Terminator 2 because as we all know Terminator 2 kind of took it to the next level I mean we thought Terminator 1 was good, you know, you didn't think that it can get any better than that, you know, because sometimes in sequels, you know, you know, it's diminishing returns, you know, but, but anyway, you know, this is one of the sequels that's up there on people's top 10 or top 5 list of the best sequels of all time, you know, not only one of the best, you know, science fiction films of all time, but one of the best sequels of all times. So in fact, it can argue, arguably be debatable. Um, as to is this film better than the original? You know, it's a good debate to, to have. You know, some people have their uh, purists of the first film, and then you have others who like uh, the, the second film better than the first one. You know, I'm kind of like half and half. I mean, I think the second one definitely took it to the next level. Um, I don't know. Like I said, it's a debate. You know, I, I may be leaning towards the Terminator 2 Judgment Day being better than the first one, only because it was more fleshed out, you know, the character development, uh, you know, was more fleshed out. Everything was just fleshed out even further. That whole universe, that Terminator universe was fleshed out, you know, even more in Terminator 2 Judgment Day. But anyway, so um, so back what I was saying, so I, I enjoyed the reaction to Terminator 1, but the unexpected part for me, the joy of watching people watch Terminator 2 is when the film starts, they are, all the fans are under the impression that Arnold Schwarzenegger is still a villain. You know what I mean? They, they still see him as the villain. So they don't know that he's actually the, spoiler alert, he's the good guy in this film. He's actually uh, on, our, on our side, on the side of, you know, the heroes, on the audience's side. So as people, as the fans are watching... You know, it's it it's always the same thing. You know, when they get to that scene uh, in the hallway um, of the Galleria and Arnold Schwarzenegger 
the T eight hundred is walking down the uh, the corridor with the the fake roses and the roses fall out, you know, and he pulls out the shotgun and he steps on the roses, you know, just just that whole scene alone was just like perfect, you know. But he's so cold hearted because he's a machine; he doesn't care about flowers and roses and things like that. And uh, he steps on the roses and he pulls out the shotgun. And up until that point, when he says, get down to John Connor, you know, everyone is like, you know, thinking that he's about to shoot, you know, John Connor. But then when he shoots, uh, you know, Robert Patrick and there's like, oh, oh, wait a minute. You know, and then Schwarzenegger grabs, you know, John Connor and pulls him and kind of shields the bullets, you know, from, you know, the T-1000 shooting at him and everything. You know, they're still like confused, like, wait a minute. What's going? Why? Why is he grabbing? You know, John Connor. I, I mean, is he? You know, they they kind of still don't get it. You know, it's still they're still kind of confused. Like I'm, I'm kind of lost. You know, I don't understand what's going on. Is he? You know, why is he? You know, protecting John, or is he just holding him? You know, uh, for later or something like that. And so, you know, when the T800 and the T1000 fight in the corridor, you still have some fans who are like shocked, like. I don't know what's going on. I'm kind of confused because I thought that the T-1000, you know, was, you know, the hero. You know, I didn't know, you know, that the T-800 was the villain, you know. And so, you know, uh, that's the, the exciting part of these films, you know, because, you know, and the fans' reaction to it because they don't know that the T-800 is actually the hero this time. And so every time it never fails. Every time I watch a reaction uh, with, uh, you know, T two Judgment Day, I'll, at that specific part, it never fails. You know, they always get confused, and just when they discover that you know the T eight hundred is actually on our side, and they're like, oh, so he's on our side. I can't believe it. You know, so I don't know. That's just something that excited me, and just it just gives me joy because. At the time of the when the film was released, you know that wasn't the intended uh, plan. I mean, that w it was in the marketing that look okay, uh, Schwarzenegger is the hero this time. You know, this time he's back. You know, for good. That was in the trailer. So that whole plot point was given away. You know, it was spoiled even in the trailer. So for those fans back then, for those of us who've seen it back then, you know, we say okay, well, okay, he's the hero this time, so that's great. But you have a whole new generation of fans who didn't grow up with those with that marketing campaign. So it's like they're watching it and they're going into it for the first time, you know, like totally, you know, they in the dark. They don't know that Schwarzenegger is the hero this time. And just to watch their reaction and discovery of him being the actual hero, you know, it just it's just a delight. So if you ever anybody out there want to catch you know some reaction videos of people watching Terminator 1 and Terminator 2 Judgment Day it's just a joy to watch you know especially for those of us who you know who've watched the the originals you know uh, during the time that they were released or anybody who knows about you know those films or whatever just to watch people react to it you know in a totally shocked manner to discover that Schwarzenegger is the hero this time it's just it's just fun to watch you know the fans reaction to that so anyway so that's the uh end of my spoiler quote unquote spoiler filled uh retro um uh, throwback uh to the terminator and terminator 2 judgment day so if you get a chance check that out on youtube you know just type in terminator 2 judgment day reaction 
and just like I said, it, it never fails at that part in the corridor. All the fans are like shocked, like, whoa, whoa, whoa what is going on here? What, what, what is this? <laughs> oh, but yeah, that's, it's just amazing. All right, so this next story, I, I wanted to talk about Leslie Grace as Batgirl. So uh, some photos dropped online uh, last week. Actually, it was one photo. photo. Um, Leslie Grace, um, the actress that's playing uh, Batgirl in the new Batgirl series, uh, she released on her social media, uh, Instagram, a picture in uh, her full uniform. And uh, I gotta say, man, I'm looking forward to it. You know, at first I had a casual interest in it. You know, um, of course it's Batgirl and everything in the Bat universe. Um, so it had my interest, but now, you know, now that I see the actual uh, photo and her in the uniform, it looks <laughs> looks great. Um, I'm really uh, feeling the, the authenticity of the uniform. It looks just like the comics, you know. In fact, it's actually uh, channeling that uh, Cameron Stewart, uh, that first run of the revamped uh, Batgirl that came out a few years ago with uh, Cameron Stewart and uh, artist Babs Tarr. Um, it, it definitely looks like a direct uh, a direct translation of the Babs Tarr design. Uh, she's the comic book artist who uh, designed that uh, uh, Bat uniform, that Bat, the new Batgirl costume um, for that storyline and everything and kind of, you know, moving forward. And um, it looks great, man. And she looks great in the uniform. And um, as of this podcast, you know, I think she released some more images of her on set, you know, in different angles uh, of the uniform. And um, I'm really looking forward to it. It's, it's exciting. And just the fact that we're going to see Michael Keaton in that universe, you know, kind of being a mentor to Batgirl. Oh, man, that just is kind of like just icing on the cake. But um, but yeah, if you get a chance, you know, check out. Uh, Leslie Grace. Um, this is my actually my first time actually hearing about her, uh, you know, during this whole casting of uh, Batgirl and everything. I know she's done a couple of other projects and things, but um, she definitely looks the part. You know, she definitely, I really like her look. I like, you know, I like everything that I'm seeing from, from her. Um, I like her enthusiasm for the role and everything. And um, when I saw the uh, her in the full costume and everything. Oh man, that, that was just icing on the cake. Um, so I'm really looking forward to to this uh, series that's coming out. Um, yeah, so check those those pictures out if you can online. All right, so you know I couldn't get through this uh, this week's podcast without talking about talking about my X Men. Um, so we got some big news last week, um, some really, really big news, um, that really was up my alley as far as X-Men. I mean, look, if X-Men 97 wasn't great enough, if that wasn't big news enough, you know, having the X-Men animated series come back, you know, to do more seasons, if that wasn't big enough, it was just announced last week um that x-men is coming back not only in from that universe from x-men 92 uh, is coming back in a comic book series they're continuing it because remember they a couple of years ago they had an x-men uh 92 uh miniseries uh comic book um which kind of uh continued from the animated series and everything so 
now they're having an X-Men 92 comic book series, which I'm assuming is going to be a continuation of that, um, that earlier uh, X-Men 92 series. But the twist is it's going to adapt the House of X storyline, um, which, of course, House of X was one of the biggest groundbreaking stories from the X-Men that we've had in several years uh, by uh, writer Jonathan Hickman. Um, if you haven't read that uh, trade paperback, you, you got to check that. Check that out. Get on that uh, ASAP. But um, anyway, so this article comes from, I'm getting this from comicbook.com, and uh, it goes on to say, X-Men 92 is coming back, but with an unusual story angle. While X-Men 97 will continue the saga of X-Men the Animated Series on Disney+, Plus, which I just stated, um, X-Men 92 carries the spirit of the series in the comics. Uh, the next installment is X-Men 92, House of X. Um, the X-Men 92 spin on Jonathan Hickman and Pepe Larraz's 2019 hit and might I add classic uh, X-Men minis, X miniseries. Um, the writer on this new X-Men 92 uh, story is going to be uh, Steve Fox, um, artist Salva Espin, uh, and it will reimagine the events uh, for the X-Men animated series era in the five issue X-Men 92 House of X series. Um, here's the plot summary from Marvel Comics. Uh, Mutant Kind is taking a huge leap forward by founding their own nation on the island of Krakoa. Guided by Professor X, Magneto, and a mysterious long-lived woman who knows more than she should. Of course, if you know anything about uh, the House of X storyline, and if you know anything about the animated series, then I'm sure you can guess who this woman is, but um, I won't spoil it here. Um, it goes on to say, but this won't be the story you know. Expect the unexpected as the action, secrets, and high-stakes drama that made House of X such a masterpiece are shaken up in a totally new way. Wow. Wow, just that uh, statement alone. So, so I'm assuming it's going to be an adaptation, but how loose are they going to be with the subject matter i mean it says here expect the unexpected as the action secrets and high stakes trauma that made house of x a masterpiece are shaken up in a totally new way hmm well i suspect that um some of the players because during that era of the x-men animated series you know you had uh, the core x-men team which was cyclops jean gray wolverine storm uh jubilee gambit and beast so um, you kind of have to play, and of course Xavier, so you'll have to play with those quote-unquote toys or whatever. Um, in the X-Men house, in the Jonathan Hickman version, um, you have more characters to play with. Um, characters that, you know, haven't been introduced in the X-Men animated series. You know, you had characters like uh, Monet, you know, you had other characters in there, so. Um, but, uh, you know, this is, um, this is exciting, and if you get a chance, look at the uh, the graphic, the image uh, online. It's at comicbook.com. It's all over the internet, but um, you know, it's kind of like the X Men animated series version of the classic Jonathan Hickman or Pepe Le Ross cover um, from House of X, where you know you had um, Cyclops, Jean Grey, Xavier, and Magneto and Wolverine coming out of the gates, the hot gates of uh, Krakoa. Um, 
but you've in this version you have the x-men animated series design and they're walking out of the uh the krakoan gates of course xavier's in a uh, in his classic uh, electronic wheelchair but um oh my goodness it's just amazing man just the you know, I'm just wondering how they're going to do it. You know, I'm excited, you know, to see that era of X-Men as if the X-Men animated series did the House of X. And um, actually, I was kind of looking, you know, to, to be honest, I was kind of looking forward to this storyline being adapted in the animated series. You know, um, it's kind of like, you know, the comic kind of, you know, jumped the gun a little bit, you know, kind of beat, beat the animated series and the animators to the punch, you know. Um, but, you know, I'm almost certain that if X-Men 97, the new Disney Plus animated series, gets, uh, of course, it's going to get that season on Disney Plus. But if it's a hit, which I'm almost certain that it will be, then I'm almost certain if we get more seasons, like a second season or a third season or a fourth season, then I'm almost certain that they would adapt this storyline. Because this is one of the most impactful uh, storylines, one of the most impactful storylines in the X-Men history. And X-Men have had a lot of stories over the years. But this House of X storyline was just so big and just so groundbreaking that it just, you can't, you can't deny it. I mean, you can't look the other way. It was just like, it dropped like a bomb. Like, nobody expected this, you know. And the story, the storyline was just so fresh and so new and so different, you know. And just so, you know, different, yet still carrying that spirit of the X-Men that we, that we know and loved and everything. So, um, so basically my point is what I'm trying to say is I think that the animated series is actually would, uh, would adapt this storyline at some point if they made it to a season two or three, you know, I wouldn't recommend doing that for season one. I mean, you know, the, the continuing season, that first season coming out the gate on Disney plus only because you're kind of reestablishing, you know, the X-Men into modern times, even though, you know, it's still back in the nineties, but you're, you're kind of reestablishing the X-Men into a pop culture, uh, zeitgeist or whatever. And, uh, man, got me using big words. and <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so, yeah, for that, this first season coming out of the gate, you know, uh, no pun intended, um, you know, I don't think uh, that they're going to do the House of X storyline. But for maybe say season two or season three, mm, I think that they would, I think they would do that. I think that would be, or even if they, if they do, if they were to do that on the series finale, if it got to like a season three or season four or something like that and let's say season four was the 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 series finale um that would be great to do a house of x adaptation for that final season just have the the final season be uh the house of x storyline you know kind of like you know what they used to do back in the day you know sometimes a whole storyline would go on for an entire season i think um the phoenix saga when they adapted that the chris claremont uh, phoenix saga that went on for an entire season they did an entire season, you know, I think the first half was like uh, uh, the Phoenix Saga. And then you had a few uh, episodes in, this, in the middle. But then the second half of the season was the Dark Phoenix Saga. So they can do something like this, um, you know, uh, for the Disney Plus show. If they got to like a season four or something like that. Um, just adapt it. But anyway, but the overall what I'm, uh, what this is about is I'm talking about this, uh, X-Men 92 comic adaptation, which is going to be exciting all the same. You know, I can't, actually, I can't wait. I think it says, let me see what it, it goes on to say. Um, uh, Fox says in a press release, 
Uh, one of my earliest memories is of buying a Garrison Kane action figure complete with snapback <laughs> living hand. So to say that the 90s X-Men comics had a big impact on my development is an understatement. Okay, true, true, true. Um, getting the opportunity to pay tribute to such an important era in mutant history 30 years later and to remix the franchise redefining work currently being done by creators like Jonathan Hickman, Teeny Howard, and Jerry Duggan is the definition of a dream gig. Okay, so we got somebody who's definitely a fan, you know, working on this thing. Um, so, uh, let me see, when is it going to be released? Um, uh, I'm trying to see, oh, okay, okay, um, okay, so it's a five-issue uh, limited series, and it's going to be released. The first uh, issue is going to be in April, April 6th. Okay, that's right around the corner. So, uh, yeah, man. I'm looking forward to this, man. I'm looking forward to everything X-Men, man. X-Men is coming back with a vengeance. I mean, they, and it's so deserved, man, because we've been kind of hurting for the last several years, you know, and um, just all the great news is coming out of X-Men and just X-Men just coming back uh, in big form is just like, blowing my mind here and this x-men 92 uh translation of house of x man that's just like wow you know that's just like uh that's that's everything i needed to hear so look out for that man look out for that because i'm definitely looking out for that that's a big storyline and you know I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing how it's adapted this is the first adaptation of the house of x storyline so definitely looking forward to this Okay, guys, I'm so glad you were able to stick around for me with this uh, quick, brief episode of the Gwash Universe podcast. Um, make sure you uh, check out the things that I'm working on. I got a lot of things I'm actually working on. Um, so many things that uh, the days aren't long enough. That's right. I'm working on all the things. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, seriously, though, yeah, I'm working on some things. Of course, you know, my comic book is still on Comixology, uh, The Native Quest. Make sure you check that out. Uh, download the app, get the book. It's a full-color, 200-page graphic novel. I'm really proud of it. It's on Comixology right now. It's called The Native Quest. Um, also got those leggings that you can find. Go to my Instagram, just at Gwash Universe. In fact, you can go to all of my social media accounts, uh, Twitter, Facebook, just at Gwash Universe. That's at symbol G-W-A-S-H Universe. And you can find me and all the things that I'm working on. And, um, yeah, man, that's it. So um, stick around in uh, the weeks to come. I have more stories uh, come out. I'm actually um, thinking about reformatting my show, you know, just doing like these little brief, uh, these little brief hot takes of, you know, certain subjects that I want to talk about. You know, I might do one a day or I might do another one, like just one subject, you know, two days later or every other day or something like that. I'm still kind of working out uh, how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to do more, start doing more uh, hot takes of different subjects that um, appeal to me uh, throughout the week and see how that works. So, um, so yeah, so um, stick around for the future and things to come and uh, I'll see you in the universe. <laughs>